0: Do it, like we do it like attention this is jordan and stacy here with a pcp special report the bethany breakdown <laughs> where do we even begin i feel like walter cronkite i want to like take my glasses off and be like
1: too bad you know you don't wear glasses i mean it's just if this if this was very like sad then i would do this oh, but it
0: yeah hmm
1: yeah, this is, yeah. So we're having a special no. episode tonight, an extra bonus episode for everybody this week, so we could talk about <laughs> Bethany.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bethany Frankel. One of my favorite people on earth. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Dawn's I mean, favorite person on earth, definitely.
0: Yeah, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, like, she just, we had to do it. I mean, she she's just coming at us from every angle inundating the bravo sphere
1: well the thing was we talked about her on tuesday's episode in regards to her the, her attorney mark Garrigos and what he's mm-hmm. doing over at los angeles magazine and if you guys haven't uh listened to that do listen to tuesday's episode we go into more detail about it i talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit on tiktok but Listen to the episode, because um, so, we're not going to go into that. We're not going to repeat ourselves. But and really, what we decided because this is last night is that we heard the her mention it all episode from you know a day or so ago. It's the mention it all reality reckoning episode on Just be, because she has got like fifteen different podcasts.
0: Like, I had trouble you couldn't finding t- this.
1: <laughs> you had to be like, is it this one? And I was like, no, I just screenshot it. I'd be like, it's this one.
0: <laughs> I She has more podcasts than I have Twitter handles. I mean, it was.
1: <laughs> That's a lot.
0: <laughs> it was going from account to account or Apple page to Apple mm-hmm. page.
1: Yeah. But, but we um, saw a Twitter and I can't, and unfortunately, I can't remember the Twitter account that re- basically reposted some audio clips. And you and I were both struck by these audio clips of, like, because she was talking about the Page Six article. That's what most of the Mentioning at All episode is about. It's about the Page Six article and how she uh, didn't do an, a, a show with mm-hmm. purveyors of pop. That is the production company and Bravo as the network. And so she went in to talk about that. And there were some things that she said that made your, yours and my ears perk up as industry insiders. Just go, wait a minute, what, what? And we mean yeah. industry insiders in that we know how reality television is made.
0: So. yeah we work. We, like we know the process we work with it and lucky for you <laughs> we could we were like both of us were like wait what is she saying that uh-huh. that's not how that's not how it works that's not we're and of all people someone who claims to be the queen of reality to not even housewives at this point she claims to basically have invented the television <laughs> and so i mean for the some of these confusing or misleading statements she was saying, I'm like, for someone who's supposed to be the master of the industry, she either is, actually, it's a quote from her. You can't play smart and play dumb at the mm-hmm. same time.
1: And that's exactly what she's doing at times. So we're, we're going to go through it. And we're going to talk about it. We also got in an argument earlier today because, because, but but that's what's interesting, I think, and maybe that's part of her genius, if I dare say mm-hmm. it, is the fact that, like, she kind of word salads some stuff in the fact that, like, the way that she would talk about things, I was taking it one way, you were taking it another way, mm-hmm. even though the overall gist was kind of the same. But I was like, but wait a minute, it sounds like this. She was just being very confusing in her wording about stuff. and yeah. And that's she, when I feel like if you're confused by what somebody's saying, and especially if you keep listening to it and you're still confused, uh, that makes me question the validity of it. Or yeah. if you really want to tell the truth.
0: I have to wonder, too, if she's so, either she thinks her audience is dumb, which I do think she treats people, she speaks down to everyone, we know that, mm-hmm. Two, she couldn't keep track of her um lies or her her story because it's kind of spewing out or three she intentionally does speaks that way because she she's constantly having to backtrack and change direction when she gets called out by people like us so i think she leaves certain things vague because obviously there's there are a lot of gaps in reality with her and what really happened Mm
1: -hmm. yep and even so what's interesting is that one thing last night when you and I were voice noting each other back to back she and just out of the like little clip that we had heard she said that she pitched this basically this Connecticut like the next the next phase of Bethany in Connecticut she pitched it to Andy and I was like well does pitching count that like she just like Was in the Hamptons with Andy. Sure enough, she was like having a walk on the beach in Nantucket with Andy. I was like, I got it right. I was like, there we go. Mm -hmm. Like that. That's all. That's all that. That there, and and then have it developed by uh, Pop. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So this is it. So you're saying that you went to Andy first, but this is where I got upset about what she was saying and got a little more confused was when she was talking about casting. Cause she's talking about that, that she started this about this journey about 18 months ago in the, in the development of this show. Correct. That's right. Right.
0: Yeah. She said between it, well, it changed again. She left it a little vague, gave a six month time period. She said between two years and 18 months. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: give herself some wiggle room.
1: Yeah. But she goes on and she's she's saying some stuff about how they're developing it and they're sending her casting stuff and she's not liking it. She doesn't want it to be very housewivesy and she didn't like the casting that they're sending her. And then she's then as she's saying that it's getting closer to them like finishing up and like trying to like sign contracts, she says, They weren't giving me the casting info. And then she says again that she didn't like the casting that was happening. And it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've just said that you've received casting. You didn't like how casting was happening. Then you're saying you're not receiving casting information. And now you're saying that then you didn't like casting. Which Mm -hmm. is it? Because I've worked with these companies, (laughs) like, or Mm -hmm. not with, like, indirectly for them. But I know how their processes go. Mm -hmm. And like they... this is the thing. If you audition for an, a reality television show, you audition with the casting company usually or the casting directors. And then mm-hmm. if you're if you if you're gonna go further, you're pitched then to the executives at the production company. Then they kind of sort through those and then they will pitch you to the network. And so, but always the executive in charge or the, the the producers, the the, the people are developing it. They're there. They're watching these. So is she not watching them? Is she mm-hmm. claiming that she never received them? Or is she saying that she didn't like them? Like, which is it? That's the thing. There's always this contradicting information. And that's right. why it's like, because which is it?
0: She said in the description on the show that she was executive producer. Mm-hmm. And now she's, and then so she's going forward with that. It was her show. She's the creator and the executive producer. And she was the one steering the pitch she got the production company. She spoke to Andy and then said on the back end of it, it's also, she's playing dumb. She didn't know who they were casting. They were going to steal her idea. Mm-hmm. It was all out of her control and nothing was her fault.
1: Mm-hmm. And, t- and telling and saying that, you know, somebody told her and I get it. You don't want to let your source know, ne- like let no, blah, blah, sorry, reveal your source, but saying that, pop had basically stolen married to medicine from one of the cast members and you and she says i don't know which cast member excuse me you can easily and then she knows that there's a lawsuit that happens you can easily google that i know it's mariah huck like especially Mm -hmm. because you just see she has an executive producer title which made me go first time i ever saw it go oh then she created the show so if like if if pop you know stole it from her and then there was a lawsuit it's mariah huck like do your research like take that little extra like five seconds i get that like you're running 15 different empires right there but if you're gonna again if you're gonna talk about being an expert on something stop playing dumb about other things that are very important
0: and and something that struck me with that as well is how she says she's standing up for reality tv and stopping these people from being exploited, et cetera. Like I mentioned earlier, the way she speaks down to people, absolutely dismissive of Mariah. I mm-hmm. love Mariah. Yeah. Absolutely dismissive she, she's of iconic. Married to Medicine. She basically said it's not, we'll get into this in a second, but same with, I guess she spoke to Raquel this week, Vanderpump mm-hmm. Rules, and said, didn't watch it, doesn't know what's going on. These shows, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, uh, why would I trust her with the future of my <laughs> career when she can't be bothered and i one thing i mean this is personal i don't know what's what she does and i but is she watching and bitter that these people are current their shows are currently on or is she really that out of touch with bravo i don't know i don't know
1: but i don't know but it's
0: constantly it's that contradicting herself and you don't know where her story really is
1: yeah like, in in her talking about how she pulled the plug and she was scared that that Pop was going to try to sell it to Bravo. Actually, mm-hmm. will steal it and sell it to Bravo. And I'm kind of like, I, I do find that that to be a legitimate concern that is a legitimate concern for anybody who's creating in this space. At the same time, she's also created... Two other spinoffs. She's been on two other spin spinoffs. She's had her own talk show. She's been on, she's had another show on CNBC. She's been a part of shark tank. Like she knows how these contracts go. She's I'm sure she's developed other shows before too, that haven't gone mm-hmm. anywhere. I believe that. And she also, let's not forget that there's that, the Bethany clause when it comes to uh, reality TV stars again, pulling up the ladder behind mm-hmm. her. And the fact that like she redlined her, her initial contract with Bravo saying, no, I get to retain all the IP from anything that I create on the show. And mm-hmm. so she did. So she didn't lose that. So she knows how to redline a contract. So in my opinion, she would know that if she was going into a deal to, create a show that she would say well I get to walk with this show if I decide not to do it Mm -hmm. you can't sell this show you can't sell anything like it or put a moratorium on like you couldn't do anything like this for you know 24 months after we pull it something like that
0: I've been thinking about given her timeline and bravo bravo like at the network the trends going on there with programming and also just from like I can find, I'll be like Bethany from sources, people I work with mm-hmm. very high up on the, uh, the food chain with housewives and things like that. And, um, just that's how she says it. So I'll <laughs> say the same, but, um, something about this is, like you said, she went, to, she pulled it from pop and she, Her okay. Her version is she pulled it from Pop, her show idea, and she's afraid they're going to go forward and tweak it into a housewives show and sell it to Bravo, Mm -hmm. and she's as a housewives show without her. Um, and so, um, but if you look at the timeline of this, it's been. She said it was about eighteen months to two years ago, which is when they were kind of what would the word be divesting of the original real housewives of new york Mm -hmm. that was the point when they were ending Mm -hmm. you know it was going on pause and it was obviously we know the reboot now and we're watching it and so there's that so and like you also mentioned she's had two spinoffs that didn't do well Mm -hmm. i'm thinking Take it as as a as a theory, a fact a fun i 'm um, thinking she went to I have two actually actually, what I think is she went to Bravo, expecting them to give her yet another spin off, and they weren 't interested and what they want is a Housewives of Connecticut, which has been discussed before mm-hmm. i 've tweeted it and i 've seen other people tweet it. over the years. I've said, um, the last, the last frontier for housewives is probably real housewives of Greenwich, mm-hmm. that, you know, and, um, other people have said it too. And I'm thinking now that she lives in Connecticut and they're exploring other options, they're looking at Connecticut. So she pla- she's planting the seed right there by saying, they stole this idea from me. And Bravo's going to take it. So she can take credit for yet another franchise on Bravo. Mm -hmm. And,
1: And, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah, actually.
1: (laughs) Well, and also the timeline of, like, this development started 24 to to 18 months ago. But then she, I believe she said that she pulled the plug on it back in May, Mm -hmm. April or May of this year. So, okay, so in a sense the page 6 article while not exactly correct was kind of correct like you were you weren't pitching a show 6 months ago but you were you were in development on a show 6 months ago with bravo and then you yeah. only pulled the plug 3 months ago so there is some reckoning there
0: so she was still engaged and involved with them up until a few months ago mm-hmm. and now again like i kind of mentioned before did she really pull the plug or did bravo pass on her show yeah. which say they passed on say they passed on her show a few months ago and now she's triggered and now mm. she's coupled that possibly happening with the relaunch of new york the reboot Mm-hmm. The Bravo door is closed on her. her the pa- that was the s- that was the base of her power in reality TV. And now she wants to tear them down
1: mm-hmm. yeah i i don't I don't disagree at all. And I' was like, I mean, she's a Scorpio with. Mm. Her, with her sun, her Venus, her Jupiter, her Neptune, and her Mercury, all in Scorpio right there. She's got a lot of Scorpio in her. She's got a lot of revenge going on there. She's got a wicked tongue. Um, yeah, she's she definitely is. Which, speaking of that wicked tongue, in mm. in the episode, the, the mention it all, Reckoning episode, she talks about how people are trained to get these ratings, to like act, basically act a fool or act crazy. And she really, it, it seemed to me that she was talking about it in the sense of Rony, or at least old Rony, kind of mm-hmm. like in Luann Luan and Sonia type of sense. But that like the people act up and they almost have nothing else anymore. Like they, she was like talking about these housewives, like they are washed up type of people and this is all they have. hmm which <laughs> I would be insulted if that if somebody said that to me. I would just be like, Are you effing joking with me? I mean, look it stung. It's it definitely would sting. I mean, we do have a habit of pigeonholing people. That's absolutely true. But at the same time, like the way that Bethany said it in a Scorpio way was just Psh! I was like, oh my gosh. However, the way that she was saying, like, people are mm. trained for this and basically like insinuating that these production companies, the productions Force people, make people go bad. I'm gonna say this. I have talked to so, like thousands and thousands of people on the phone. I've interviewed people, I watch interviews with people for these television shows. There are there like 360 million Americans you know here. People are insane. People are crazy. People are very, very weird. We're all weird. But like The minute you think you're weird, I guarantee you there's somebody who is so crazy who's like sitting right next in the car right next to you stuck in traffic and you have mm-hmm. no clue. The thing is, they just don't have a camera on them 24-7. And sometimes editing makes you look even less crazy than you actually are. So the thing is, is that, there, yes, there is a heightened sense of realism when you are on these shows and you're being filmed. But at the same time, They're not always, there can be manipulation. I'm not going to say that there is not manipulation on these shows, but I don't think that we can absolve people from being sometimes terrible people and being exposed on television. I'm not calling, I'm not calling any particular cast member on any particular show, a terrible person per se. I'm just saying reality TV sometimes does some, sometimes does show it. (laughs) What's happening? Kind of like what happened on Below Deck uh, down under last week um, with uh, Luke and Laura. Which every time I say Luke and Laura, I think of General Hospital in the 1980s. Those characters, (laughs) Luke and Laura, and I'm just like, well, that that actually started with rape too. So, oh my gosh, (laughs) (laughs) if anybody's old enough to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, but and then and then sorry to sorry to ramble, but kind of on that note about like the desperation of them. Then she kind of likened cast members to porn stars, that this wasn't respectable. And she called it like porn and it wasn't respectable. I was like, again, punching down to people.
0: Exactly. The people that she wants to, to she wants these people to entrust their careers to her, their futures, their their finances, essentially, to her, and she talks about them like they're they're pathetic peasants.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: call, liking them, the porn stars, <laughs> basically calling what she what's she doing? Calling, give me a housewife here. We have Sonia, Lu but from any you know, is she calling like Kenya Moore a sex worker too? Right. Like, I mean. <laughs> The people, she roped them all in together.
1: Mm-hmm. She really did. And I'm just like, I lost oh. my thought. I had a thought. Go ahead.
0: Oh, well, that's the other thing. I have many things here. No, but.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> lay them all out.
0: <laughs> I've been, we- mention it all.
1: I've yes. Mentioned it all. <laughs> I've mentioned it all. <laughs>
0: um, but since we're talking to about how she speaks about these women, calling them, she was like, they're like 60-year-old wash-ups. They're treated like porn stars. And then she talks about, she's in her ongoing uh, campaign, how it's to stop the exploitation of reality stars. And these people who aren't as successful as her. who um, cruel things can be said and it can ruin their reputation and they're shot at a livelihood outside of reality, She is possibly, if not, she is one of, if not the most cruel housewives with a history of saying very problematic, cruel things. Um, I learned this from an early Beverly Hills episode, no, Reunion, Vanderpump. She is the queen of character assassination. Mm -hmm. Look at the name of her podcast, Mention It All. That's from Bluestone Manor where she called Luann like a drunk slut, whore, Mm -hmm. etc. The one that always stuck with me was how cruel she was to Jules Weinstein about her eating disorder. And Mm -hmm. she wasn't just cruel, she exploited it. Mm-hmm. And she brought it to the forefront as a storyline. And then after humiliating her, she circled it back to herself. Mm-hmm. And how you have to understand she's triggered by it because it reminds her of the mother she doesn't speak to. Mm-hmm. It's another episode. But <laughs> you, get, you get the point. The point mm-hmm. is it's just like she's like a, a vortex mm-hmm. of need. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Well, the,
1: it's like this whole do-gooder love bombing type of thing, but then the minute like you don't play along with things, it's like I'm going to switch it around on you. Like then mm-hmm. no, you're dead to me. And and I'm just like no, that's you're either all in or you're all out like on something yeah. on these type of things. Like you you can't play the savior while at the same time punching down at people and calling people porn stars and washed up and like, and saying, like saying, I'm going to save you from basically a life of like humiliating yourself on the, the same television platform that I rose up through.
0: It's like, don't allow Bravo to humiliate you. I'll humiliate, (laughs) I'll humiliate you. And we saw it like this week with um, Raquel. That mm-hmm. came out this morning, and I mm-hmm. mean, again, her thing is the exploitation. Who did she drag on her show? The most like vulnerable mm-hmm. girl who just had to leave Bravo and go away for her mental health,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that she and, could get ratings.
1: And then she tells her like, very, like Howie Mandel, I don't want your show. I don't, basically I don't know who the fuck you are, but somebody told me to talk to you. Oh, and then, because I didn't listen to it, because I was like, all I could listen to was the Mention It All episode. That's all I could get through. But, we
0: were overwhelmed today. Yeah, there was yes. a lot. <laughs>
1: there was a lot. Between this, social media, and actual, our real jobs, like, there was a lot going on today. Yeah. is um, about to go retrograde. Ah, there's a full moon. Ah. Um, oh, but there's... She... Well, apparently she said something. Now I am paraphrasing, and this, this does feel like very third, fourth hand. She said something about that Raquel, that, that she, that Bethany pays her interns more than Raquel got paid for season 10 of Vanderpump Rules. And Lisa Vanderpump was quoted mm-hmm. on TMZ saying she got paid $361,000. She's like, she's fine. So then it goes, well, then how much is Bethany paying her interns then? Usually interns work for free, though, too. Mm-hmm. So, what do you pay them in like free skinny girl jeans or something like that? Because you got to get rid of them somehow.
0: Well, like, it's Bethany, in my opinion, is using this mission to build herself up. I mean, you know, it's not about lifting up others. It's about lifting up herself. But every step of this campaign has been, I'm so kind to do this because you're a loser and I'm the most successful. She reminds you every step of the way. And including... Yeah, including um, Raquel, you got paid. You get paid less than my interns, implying her business is so huge, bigger than Lisa Vanderpump's empire, that her interns are making like surgeon money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 yeah, yeah. Whew. this has been like a good therapy session. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Because it's just I I I'm just so personally I'm so annoyed because we have talked even before she's decided, like we're very pro- well I I must just speak for myself obviously if, if people have been listening to podcasts before I'm very pro SAG after a WGA strike I'm very I am pro mm-hmm. union and I am pro like protecting uh, reality TV cast members and I'm pr- mm-hmm. I'm very pro protecting below the line uh, reality TV um, crew members and people who work in the industry. It's just, she's just the worst spokesperson. I don't know. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like be, it's like, it's like having John Wayne Gacy, like being like the, like the, like the, The lead guy for like, you know, justice for clowns or something like that. Like, you don't want that guy. Like, I I
0: said on the last one, it's like having Mel Gibson take a stand, stand up for lead a campaign against anti Semitism.
1: Thank you. Yes. There you go. You're smarter than me. Yes.
0: (laughs) It's a great message. I support all their, the labor efforts too and stuff. It's just Bethany is the worst possible person to pick.
1: Mm -hmm. And then, and then, well, one of the, one of the attorneys she picks Ben Friedman, he's fine, but the but then they wrapped in Mark Garrigo's worst lawyer to pick up, and I'm not even going to go into his clients, whatever, like I've said mm. before, you know everybody needs a defense attorney, so whatever what I'm upset about is the fact that he's fucking over journalists at Los Angeles magazine, so yeah, so yeah, but I just mentioned it all well, mention it all, like I just. When, as we were talking earlier, when you come away confused by. by a conversation or what you're listening to. And like, I think you and I are still kind of confused. Like we can't get the timelines right, stuff like that. And like, because it's one thing if like one person's confused, it's like, oh, we kind of like figure it out by talking to each other. We're both a little confused about this. Oh,
0: we we re-listen. Both Mm -hmm. of us listened a second time trying to clarify. And we were left like, okay, we have two different interpretations in each path. What does that I mean,
1: So, and I think that's, I, that's her vague, her vague specificity is on purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's to make it sound like she knows exactly what she's talking about and she's feeding us the truth. But I do believe that she is, I believe that there are just kind of like with uh, her and Jill there and there are lies, but I omission.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, uh, Carol, Carol Radzville, my, uh, t- my Twitter daughter daughter daughter, Nova: <laughs> Nova, I, I, I'm suddenly really liking her again. This week she's finally speaking out. and what you were saying about the way she talks in circles with, I like that vague speci- speci- specific I can't <laughs> specificity specific, yes. okay.
1: specificity specificity..
0: She said on, uh, in an interview this week, she's, it's just word salad. She said, mm-hmm. it's just idioms. Like she compared her to like a football coach or a cheerleader. You need to take it to the end zone, then back it up for the team, then mm-hmm. complete the di- like, and were like, it's like she the-
1: runs an MLM, like that type of stuff. I mean, it's the same type mm-hmm. of speak. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like with, you said it's, she, it's word salad, very vague, but she says it's vague, but she says it with a tone of authority. Mm -hmm. But if you like dig, if you get past her tone and listen to what you're saying, it doesn't, there are so many gaps in her story and it just doesn't connect.
1: And this is the thing too, is that don't trust people just by what they say, trust by what they do. And while like there are good outward things that like with be strong, that like Bethany does, there are Mm -hmm. other things that she does that are not good and that do undermine things. And I think that's important to look at because look, The Catholic church does some great stuff, but let's not forget about all the shitty things (laughs) that they've done, like to children and to um, indigenous peoples. You know, I mean, let's just let's just look at that like right there. So that's the thing. Just because somebody does a couple of good things doesn't make them necessarily a good person. Just like somebody who does a couple of bad things doesn't make them a bad person. So Mm
0: -hmm. I think. With Bethany, for my advice to these reality stars she's targeting, is keep in mind too, she's not targeting I say target because I feel like she's exploiting them. The same she's projecting saying Bravo does this to them. She wants to do it to them too. And so she's not going after Vanderpump or Kyle Richards or Candy Burris. She's not going after Titans here. She's going after the ones who've been fired or kind of petered out and look a gift horse in the mouth Mm -hmm. i think that's the right phrase (laughs) oh god that's so bethany i'm spewing like these things now (laughs) but uh, i think it's look the gift horse in the mouth i'm sure it's very exciting to get a call or a dm from bethany (gasps) i mean as a you know there's a certain like whoa wait what (laughs) but i just i just she's not the one to I wouldn't put my eggs in her skinny girl basket. (laughs) Nope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's too small. It's too small. (laughs) It it only has room for one egg, and that's hers.
0: Yeah. Mm. Anything else?
1: I mean, you and I could chat for forever, but I think that's it about this topic.
0: I think that's good. Get them all caught up. Mm -hmm. And make sure, by the way, while you're at it, rate subscribe follow and review pretty corrupt podcast leave us sparkling reviews um forward to your friends enemies etc even bethany if you want come for me (laughs) come for us and also um instagram Instagram and TikTok at Pretty Corrupt Podcasts, Twitter at Pretty Corrupt One. You can find all our personal accounts linked there, and that's
1: it. I, that's it. I think
0: it. I think I'm ready for a fat boy margarita right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> On that note, adios.